Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi. Guys, <laughs> that was my Jill Zarin. That was my Jill Zarin. Hi, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Not Jill Zarin. <laughs> but you guys, if you like Jill Zarin, I have some news for you. So over on Patreon, I'm recapping all of season two of The Real Housewives of New York. So we already did season one. So if you join our Patreon, uh, all you have to do is pledge $4 or more over at patreon.com slash everything iconic. And you get access to all the bonus episodes, all the Real Housewives of New York Roni recaps. You get bonus episodes where Whitney and I talk about things we can't get to on the regular podcast. There's uh, extended unedited interviews. There's lots of fun stuff over there. So please go join. It also helps us make this podcast great. And uh, it really helps us out. So please go join and pledge if you can. We're only asking for $4 or more per month to get access to all of that stuff. So uh, I hope you'll join and hear my hear my musings on Jill Zarin Season 2. <laughs> season 1 was so much fun. So I was like thrilled to get to Season 2. Anyway, I'm so excited for the show today. We have Scott Evans, who's going to be recapping Vanderpump Rules with me. We're going to really break all that down. I mean, a lot of the season, because we haven't talked a lot about Vanderpump Rules. We had some of the cast on, but we haven't gotten to really dissect it. So we're going to do that. I also have a surprise guest. Oh my God, you guys, it's a surprise guest. I'm not, I don't, should I tell them who it is? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's a surprise. Bravo Liberty, an older Bravo Liberty, like a, not older in age, but like an older, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm zipping my lips. <laughs> I'm zipping my lips, but you guys, I'm so excited. I do want to take a moment to apologize to someone publicly, okay? You know, I'm not above apologizing. And last week, I'll tell you, so Queen Jackie Schimmel, who you guys know from Bitch Bible, she's a fantastic podcast host, and she's so funny, so witty, so smart. Anyways, she was coming on the show to do a, an episode with me. She was going to stay a whole hour and recap Countess and Friends, hashtag Countess and Friends, that cabaret show from Luann, from Lou. <laughs> And so Jackie came over, and unfortunately, we ran into some technical difficulties with the audio. So, you know, Jackie was so great to stick around. And, you know, she stuck around for a long time, and we were catching up and chatting while Whitney was trying to figure out the audio. We couldn't quite figure it out. And then it just got to the point where I was like, okay, Jackie, like, let's get down and dirty with my old microphone equipment. And we recorded, like, a quick little 10-minute thing. Yeah, and then I released it as a bonus episode. So I just want to say thank you to Jackie. She was so sweet. And uh, the bonus episode is great, but, you know, we just had some audio audio issues. And that's, you know, that's what happens. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But it's been like a, quite a few couple of weeks. Now, I mentioned last week I moved into a new apartment. And that has been very stressful. Very, very stressful. I finally got cable. I was living, you know, without access to the outside world for so long. <laughs> Uh, and then I had a trip to Nashville. So one of my very best friends got married in Nashville. I headed out to Nashville for the wedding and it was so much fun. I love Nashville so, so much. It's just the best city. It's so much fun. And I really want to, would have loved to spend more time in the city. Unfortunately, Matt and I had to kind of get in and out really quick. 
And you guys, I had an incident on the way to Nashville. So, so I mentioned on the bonus episode that money is no object for me when it comes to hangover food. Like if I'm hungover at the grocery store, I will buy everything deep dish DiGiorno's, uh, Reese peanut butter cups, uh, mint thin Oreos, like anything I can find, I'll throw in the cart and eat it. And it doesn't matter the cost, no matter the cost. And that's also true of plane rides. Like when I'm getting on a plane, I will spend any amount of money on magazines or any like snacks for the plane, any entertainment for the plane. Magazines, I'll really spend like hundreds of dollars. You know, give me an In Touch, an Us Weekly, an Entertainment Weekly, a People Mag, a Closer Magazine, a <laughs> Reader's Digest. It doesn't matter. You know, the, you know those Details magazines? <laughs> Details does like a once a year issue that's like $45 or something. And I will buy that at the airport. I will. So what? Who cares? Put David Beckham on the cover and I'm in. (laughs) Any Hemsworth brothers on that cover, I'm buying it. I don't care what the contents. I'm buying that magazine at an airport. And so also I will load up my iPad with entertainment for the airplane. And my plan was to load it up with the episodes that I was missing on Bravo, right? So unfortunately, because of the internet situation at my house, I did not get to download anything proper to my iPad before this trip, okay, which is a nightmare. (laughs) It's a nightmare for me, like flying four hours across the country with no Bravo. And I had thought my, I, you know, in my dream of dreams, I thought and assumed wrongly that my Delta flight would have access to television. (laughs) I mean, it's 2018. We have DirecTV on these flights now, right? Well, wrong. We don't. Because all the TVs were down. So then I had to grab my iPad. I also had a Kindle, but it's like, I'm not interested in reading on a flight. I don't need to do homework on a flight. So anyway, I grabbed my iPad. And I found some things on that iPad that shook me to my core. I found old episodes of Bethany Getting Married and Bethany Ever After. Now, you guys, this show... Oh my God. So I haven't watched it since it's been on. I, of course, watched it when it was on. It was Bethany's spinoff show. It started with Bethany getting married, which was like a, a spinoff series about her wedding to Jason number two. And they seemed very in love. He seemed like a gem of a guy. He was good looking. He was seemingly kind and normal and stable. And he seemed to put up with all of her crazy. And Bethany getting married was a really great series. It was uplifting and nice and and fun, and frothy, and all those things we love about a wedding show, right? And then it got picked up for a second season, and it morphed into Bethany Ever After, which was about their newlywed bliss. They had a new baby, Bryn. And then it got picked up for a third season, which was still called Bethany Ever After, although it should have been called, like, Bethany's Life is Getting Fucked Over. (laughs) Bethany's Fucked. (laughs) Bethany got fucked. Because this series, I mean, it morphed. And I've never seen an arc, like a character arc or a television arc, such as Bethany getting married to the end of Bethany Ever After. I mean, by the end of Bethany Ever After. So on the flight, I go to my iPad and I had a couple episodes of Bethany getting married. I had one episode of season two of Bethany Ever After. And then I had the last couple episodes of Bethany Ever After, like the end of the series, right? So it was a hodgepodge. It was a journey. And 
I'm, I'm not kidding you guys. There's never been an arc on TV like that. I mean, Sopranos was on how many seasons? Breaking Bad, Lost. I mean, all of these dramatic shows that we think of in our television canon that have had amazing character arcs, none of them even come close to Bethany Ever After. I mean, not even in the same ballpark. By the end of Bethany Ever After, she wanted to kill Jason. <laughs> they hated each other. You could see it in their eyes. They're both horrible to each other. And you start to see the cracks of him coming through because we know now, looking back and knowing all the stuff about the court cases, which still I feel like we don't know enough about. I feel like we've gotten little bits and pieces. There was like a restraining order at one point and, you know, crazy stuff with him and his parents. And so knowing all that now and watching it back, it's even more chilling. I mean, because you really see him <laughs> and you see little bits and pieces of his evil ways coming through. And it is a watch. Here's the thing, you guys. I want to say, everyone, go watch it. But guess what? Guess what? They wiped it clean from the world. All the Bravo shows are on Hulu. So all the old Bravo stuff you can usually watch on Hulu. I have a Hulu subscription strictly for The View. <laughs> but they also, when I'm in the mood for like an old Housewives or something, or like on Patreon, how I'm doing the old Roni recaps, I'll go to Hulu. But guess what? Hulu wiped it clean. There's no traces of Bethany getting married or Bethany ever after. I mean, Bryn, she's old enough to find that shit and she can't. <laughs> okay. You need like a fucking Angela Lansbury and Merge She Wrote to find these episodes because they do not exist anywhere. But if you can find it on the dark web or <laughs> the black market, if you can find these episodes, I encourage you to do so because it is intense. I mean, thank God they got divorced. I mean, I, I don't advocate for divorces, but they needed it at the end of it. Oh my gosh. And he, I, here's the thing. And I've read, I've heard her in interviews and I've seen little bits and pieces of her saying, you know, she produced Bethany Ever After. And I think she produced it to make him look a little bit better because he wasn't really necessarily someone who wanted to initially be on TV. And then he turned into allegedly like a fame monster. This is what I've gathered. I don't know this to be true. I don't know him. I need an expose. Like I need an eat true Hollywood story or something on Jason, uh, Jason number two from Bethany's life, because I don't quite know who he is. And I'd like to, because I've seen these little court things about him being a stalker and, <sighs> But at the end of the series, you can really see his personality kind of creeping through. And if you watch it through the lens of knowing now that he's kind of a creeper and maybe a little bit of a fame whore, it makes it much more compelling. Oh, and so I'm watching it on the plane, and this was the best part. <laughs> so you know how when you're on a plane, you're usually watching like other people's screens? Like It doesn't matter what's on, front, uh, what's on in front of you. It's like you're kind of glaring ahead of you. Well, I was in the front row. Like, Matt and I were in the front, so I didn't have anyone in front of me to look at, but the person behind me diagonally, this woman, she, I kind of, like, felt a glare the whole time, you know? Like, I felt eyes on me, okay? And it turns out she was watching my iPad. <laughs> so we get to, we land in Nashville, and we were taxing the runway forever, you know? That's the worst thing in the world, by the way, is when you land and then you can't get off the plane. There's nothing, there's truly nothing worse in the world. In terms of, like, basic people problems, like, that's up there on the list with, you know, restaurants being out of bread. <laughs> Those two. Like, no bread basket and then taxing the runway. Those are my top two. So we're taxing the runway and we're all kind of standing. We unbuckle. We're waiting to get off. And uh, this woman was like, oh, my gosh, what are you watching? What were you watching? 
And I was like, oh, it was, you know, Bethany getting married and Bethany ever after. And she's like, oh, I recognize her from uh, The Housewives. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it's Bethany. You know, this was her spinoff show. And she's like, oh, I didn't even know she had one. I'll have to watch it. I was like, no, it's from 2012 and it's been wiped from the internet. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so anyway, I wish that lady luck. She's looking for it. She's uh, she's on the prowl. She caught a glimpse from my iPad and she thought, you know, I need a, I got a taste of honey and now I need the whole beehive. <laughs> like, she is look. She's searching the dark web right now. Surely. Anyway, so we got to Nashville. I had a wonderful wedding, wonderful trip. And of course, like when we got to the hotel, immediately checked in and I was like, where's the Wi-Fi? Who do I connect to? What's the password? I need to get some new shows on my iPad. And then, of course, I downloaded Southern Charm. I downloaded Roni, the new one. I mean, I caught up. Southern Charm. Wow. Ashley was in a sink doing her makeup. I mean, what was that? What was that, you guys? Are we just ignoring the fact that Thomas Ravenel's girlfriend literally hopped her ass in a sink, crawled on in, <laughs> she she got on in, she got on in in that sink, and she just started doing, beating her face. And I thought, what's going on? Who is this woman? I don't like her, you guys. I don't like her at all. I'm Team Catherine. This woman, she seems like she's up to no good. I'm not here for it. She's up to no good. And honestly, you know, I want a woman to scam Thomas Ravenel because I don't like him either. So ordinarily, I'd be all for some woman coming into T-Rav's life and scamming him. However, this woman, something about her rubs me the wrong way. I mean, a lot does. However, I did love when she crawled in the sink to do her drag queen makeup. I loved it. Loved it. And what else? Um, Oh, Craig. uh, Craig is giving me sort of a Jerry Maguire look. You guys know how much I love Jerry Maguire. Tommy, can you hear me? Long live Queen Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> okay. But Craig is giving me that Jerry Maguire Tom Cruise look, which is a huge turn on to me. And I am very attracted to Craig. I think he's very good looking. I love this whole sewing company. You know, this season they're making him look really good. And last season I did not like Craig anymore. I was totally team Naomi. And I still love Naomi, don't get me wrong. I think she's great reality TV. But Craig, I'm really warming up to him. He, you know, that whole Jerry Maguire thing. It's like Jerry Maguire, but like with dog, you know, instead of being a sports agent, he's doing dog pillows. And I'm for that. That's the sequel we need. <laughs> How do we get Bonnie Hunt on Southern Charm? <laughs> That's my dream. Okay, so Cam Cameron is doing like some pregnancy slapstick. I'm tired of it. Okay, I don't need like a Marx Brothers cartoon in the middle of my Southern Charm. I think it's off and odd. I'm happy she's having the baby. I just don't want the slapstick. Oh, I wrote down, I like got a pen and paper from the hotel, uh, you know, drawer. You know how they have the, the pad of paper and the pen by the Bible? So I grabbed, I grabbed the Bible, said a prayer, and then I wrote down, where's Landon? <laughs> which, I, which is how I imagine, like, you know, the, the people wrote the Bible. The disciples, they were writing the Bible that way. Like, Psalms 420 is, where's Landon? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to how to reference my Bible verses, but you guys get the picture. Anyway, I thought, where is Landon? Is she still in Charleston? I don't miss her on the show at all. I don't want you guys to misconstrue that into me missing Landon, because I don't. However, I'm curious where she's at. I would like her to pop in. You know, they were all friends with her, so it's like, why don't these people pop in at a party? I'd like to just see her from a distance. I'd like to know what's up. Uh, let's see. Oh, I also caught up on Drag Race. I loved the share theme. What I loved about it... I'm not going to get too deep into Drag Race, but I do love that they did a whole, like, share thing because a lot of young, youthful gays and women watch the show, and I feel like the younger generations, they don't know share as well as they should. 
Mamma Mia 2 is about to help that, but would you guys, can we, okay, side, side note, <laughs> we gotta get sidetracked for a minute. I'm getting very stressed about Mamma Mia 2. I am very, I'm losing sleep over it. Like I, the other night I woke up in a cold sweat and I thought, what if Meryl and Cher don't have any scenes together in Mamma Mia 2? I don't think they're going to. The commercials and everything are leading us to believe that uh, Meryl Streep is dead, right? And allegedly, allegedly, or apparently, Cher, it looks as though Cher shows up for Meryl's funeral. Now, I know Cher's going to outlive us all in real life, but in the movies, I don't want to see Cher outliving Meryl. Okay, I want to see them together. I want to see them on screen together. I know we can all go watch them in Silkwood, but I'm worried about Mamma Mia too. And of course, I'm going to see it opening day. You know, that and book club. You guys, book club, we'll get back to Drag Race in a second, but I needed to say, I need to get this off my chest about book club as well. So you know the movie book club, which is my most anticipated movie of the year. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, nothing is coming close to book club with Diane Keaton, Candace Bergen, Mary Steenbergen, and Jane Fonda. I mean, what a cast. What a cast. Anyway, I'm so, I was so mad that they didn't release it over Mother's Day weekend. Why didn't they release it? Maybe we'll do like a full fun bonus episode of book club. I don't know. Where were we? Drag race. <laughs> well, we really, we really went around the block with that one. <laughs> we really went around the way. Anyway, I loved on drag race how they did a whole share theme because I want the youths to get to know share. Cause I love share. I've seen her live a hundred times and she's just the best. While I was watching, I was trying to rank on that hotel pad that I stole I left the Bible, but I took the pad, and I was watching Drag Race, and I was trying to rank my share movies and songs, because I think I love ranking things. I encourage you all to do it. It is a huge anti-anxiety for me. Like, that's, when people ask, like, what's a good way to wind down, or if they have a lot of anxiety or stress or something, I think one of the best things to do is rank things. So I rank, like, movies or TV shows or, you know, actresses or whatever, songs, so anyway, I went to rank share movies and share songs, and I was having trouble, but my number one, here, I'll just do my top three of each. So my top three share stuff, <laughs> everyone grab a hotel pen and paper and do your own, I encourage you. But so my top three share, my number one share movie is Moonstruck. I mean, it's just the best as an Italian. I mean, I'm obsessed with Moonstruck, always have been. I went to a screening where in, in LA, they did a screening about five years ago, where Cher presented it, and then they gave us ice cream, and then they played the movie on the big screen, and it was heaven. I was eating like a Dove chocolate bar, chocolate ice cream bar, with Cher in front of me, like literally feet from me, and then I got to see this movie. I mean, it was, what a great night. (laughs) Anyway, that's my favorite Cher movie, and also one of my like top 10 favorite movies of all time. Um, and the number two is Burlesque, which I mentioned on the, I think it was the bonus episode last week. I watched it the other day when I was hungover. It's so good. I wish Cher had more songs in it. She only has two songs and they're flawless, but I want, I want more. I, and of course, I don't mean that I want songs taken away from Christina. I just want more time added onto that movie. I think it should have been like a three hour epic. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> and then my number three movie is probably Mermaids. Mermaids or Mask. They're both classics, but I love Mermaids. Does he love you? I want to know. How can I tell if he loves me so? Oh! <laughs> you guys, do you hear me hit that? Wow. Did you guys hear that? I, Whitney, did you hear that? I hit that note. Um, okay, so those are my top three share movies. And then my top three share songs. 
this was really tough because I love Cher's music. I mean, everything from the new stuff, Woman's World, to Gypsy Tramps and Thieves. I mean, everything is so good. But my top three is Turn Back Time, classic, that's still played in grocery stores across the country. <laughs> that and Eighth World Wonder by Kimberly Locke is just playing across the country in grocery stores over and over again. I mean, you know, Taylor Swift wishes she'll never have a song like Eighth World Wonder by Kimberly Locke that's just played across the country in grocery stores for the rest of time. I mean, we're all going to be 90 years old walking through and buying our DiGiorno's, our deep dish DiGiorno's. That's the only kind worth buying. And we're going to be hearing Eighth World Wonder by Kimberly Locke across the loudspeaker, and we're going to be having the best time of our lives. And we're, I'm going to be walking, I'm going to be nine years old, and I'm going to say, that's a bop. Because it is. It's a classic. And so is Cher's Turn Back Time. That's a grocery store song if I've ever heard one. If I've ever heard one. So that's my number one. My number two, this is a controversial pick because it's not a single. This was an album cut, and it's called Lie to Me. And it's off her most recent album, which is really a good album. It's a great pop album. I encourage you all to go buy it. It's one of my favorite albums. It's so good start to finish. I love almost every song on it. And Lie to Me was written by Pink. And it's a slow ballad, and I think it's so stunningly beautiful. And I don't know why we're all not talking about it 24-7. I mean, I will talk about it any chance I can. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode dedicated to it, but it's called Lie to Me. It's so, so good. And then my number three is Song for the Lonely, which, you know, it came out right around right after 9-11, and they did like a, a beautiful, you know, tribute video to 9-11. Not tribute, not that there's a 9-11 tribute, but... I guess it's, <laughs> guess it's, I'm not laughing at 9-11 now, I'm laughing at tribute. I'm afraid if I go any further into this conversation, I'll get myself into some hot water, so I'm going to stop myself, bite my tongue, and <laughs> just say Song for the Lonely. It's my number three. So I loved the Share Week on Drag Race. I, I'm glad that Vixen was gone. I did not like Vixen on the show. She seemed mean, and I didn't like it. Wow, what else? Um, I want to mention, I talked about grocery store songs. And another grocery store song that I love is by a woman named Catherine McPhee. <laughs> Catherine over at Open Toes McPhee. And you guys, when I got back from Nashville, I had a package waiting, and it was a poster for the Broadway musical Waitress starring Queen Catherine McPhee. <laughs> starring Catherine over at Open Toes McPhee, who she'll hereby be known as. And I was so excited. It had a note in it that said, Stay Iconic. And I, I framed the poster. She signed a poster to me, and she said she's a big fan, and it was so sweet. I was just so happy to get it, and I was so thrilled. And I just want to say thank you, Catherine. Hopefully we'll get her on the show sometime. And I got it, and then I listened to her debut album like probably like 45 times on repeat. I mean, <laughs> that song Over It was such a bop. I mean, it was so good. And then Open Toes was great. Open Toes, by the way, was produced by Danja, who also produced a lot of Britney's Blackout album. There you go. There's some, there's some knowledge on you. Um, and then Catherine also has a new song on the book club soundtrack. Full circle, you guys. Full circle. So anyway, I want to say thank you to Catherine Open Toes over at Open Toes McPhee for that. Um, and then I also, while we're here, I want to thank Samson Technology. Samson Technology is sponsoring this podcast, and they've been so great. So uh, thank you, Samson. I love you guys. <laughs> okay, should we get to... Should we get to the guest? Okay, so first of all, we have Scott Evans, who you guys know from Grace and Frankie. He's on with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, speaking of book club. 
Um, and he's a Vanderpump Rules super fan, so we're going to break down Vanderpump Rules. And then after, stick around, because I have a guest. I have a surprise guest afterwards. I have a surprise guest from one of my all-time favorite shows on Bravo that ever aired on Bravo. <laughs> and I can't wait. You guys, we're going to catch up with someone important. We're going to... I'm not... I'm zipping my lips. No more. It's a surprise guest. But it's from Gallery... But she's from Gallery Girls. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I don't know. Allegedly. We'll get to it. Anyway, let's bring out Scott Evans. Thank you guys so much. Oh, 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 before we do, um, please, if you can get a chance, go rate and review this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. It takes a couple minutes and I know it's a pain in the ass, but it really helps me out so much. So if you haven't done that already, please do. And if you have, I just know that I've read them. I read them all and I thank you all so, so much for doing it. I mean, it's so super nice. Uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. We also have a new Facebook group. Just search everything iconic. It's a Facebook group and we're doing some fun. There's a lot of fun people in there and I love it. I'm like, I'm obsessed with our Facebook group. It's, it's so fun. And everyone's posting, you know, stuff we talk about on the podcast and the Bravo stuff and all that. And then please go over to Patreon and donate if you can. Oh, what else? What other exhausting stuff do I have to say? Without further ado, <laughs> Whitney, no more accent work. Don't let me. Okay, love you. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use, Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. All right, guys. I am here with Scott Evans. Scott is a dear old friend of mine. Yes. You were one of the first gays I met when I moved to LA. Like, same with you, actually. Right? Yeah, we were like... my first friend. I feel like we moved here at the same time It was like fall 2011. Yeah. And you're a Vanderpump Rules super fan. Like super est fan. Before we talk about Vanderpump Rules, we're going to break down the reunion part two. Okay. We had a couple skinny girls. Yes. <laughs> but so you're also an actor. You're in Grace and Frankie. I am. Tell me about Grace and Frankie really quick. Uh, Grace and Frankie is a show on Netflix that I don't A show on Netflix like we don't know. Well, it's he, Jane fucking Fonda. It's Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. Well, here's the thing. I like when I had always seen it like billboards and everything. And I was like, oh my God, they have like dildos on the billboard. I'm like, what's that show about? And like I watched a few of it. People, I didn't realize how mu- many people watch it and how much people like it until yeah. I was on it. And I tell friends, and I still say it. They're like, oh, what show is it? I'm like, oh, it's it's a show on Netflix, Grace and Frankie. And then they have that reaction. They're yeah. like, oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I started watching it from the beginning, and then I dropped off for a little bit. And As then that re- happens. There's a lot of shows out there. Recently, like, I went back in, and they, I hopped on an episode, and they were, like, doing vibrators. 
Like yeah. They were selling vibrators. And I was like, I'm back on board. These old ladies are selling vibrators. It's their biz. And I couldn't be in more heaven. Well, and now, I, and now I'm on the show, so now you better be in more heaven. No, <laughs> no I, I know. Like, no. You better of watch course. it. Now. I'm in more Me heaven. Me and vibrators? Like, what I else? I want to be inside need? your heaven just like Carrie Underwood. Just like the vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk more about that on the after show. So I want to tell everyone oh, yeah. to go to Patreon. We're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules, but I want everyone to go to Patreon, join the Patreon, and then we'll we'll talk more about that. But in the meantime, yes. we got to talk about Vanderpump Rules. We have so to talk about all the Vanderpump Rules. Have you been a Vanderpump Rules person from the beginning? Oh, from like the very beginning. Because I was a Housewives person first, and it was like Vanderpump Rules. I was like, let's watch this. And we had seen the Sheena from, With from, the gray tooth. from Brandy. Yes. We had seen the other woman. She was the server. She like had to go home. Like We knew what was going on. I was like, let's see what's up. And literally from the first episode of Vanderpump Rules, it was like, how, how could I ever stop watching this? I, I never will. And I never have. And never, never and none of us ever <laughs> and will. And I won't. Um, what, who do you like Housewives wise? Um, on, on Beverly Hills? What's or your on, favorite franchise? Oh God. I mean, listen, I, I love, I, I love all the franchises. I love them all. Beverly Hills this season kind of made me sad. Kind of a little yeah, boring t- for no, me. No, it's terrible. Dorit is really stressing me out. I feel like, why do I feel like you might be like a Dorit fan? No, you know, I'm not a Dorit fan, but I, I'm happy that she's on the show. I just don't want her to be like the main focus of the she's show. She's like, uh, she's like the main focus of all yeah, the drama. And the drama is like barely drama. Yeah, it's terrible. But New York, I mean, we are off to a great Scott, New York is so good right New now. York is oh New York is, un, is like almost too good. How it's many episodes good. are we in? Four? I don't know, four or five or something. And it feels and like the finale. Well, I know, and Dorinda is like on that plane talking about her dead husband, and it's just like the most compelling drama. And meanwhile, Beverly Hills is going to have a Secrets Revealed episode this week. There's no secrets I want revealed. Like, I don't, honestly, what Nothing. is Beverly Hills? <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> how about Secrets it's, Revealed of Dorinda's personal life? Yeah. Every single honestly, episode of New York should have a Secrets Revealed that episode. That Halloween episode where she's talking about, we'll make roast chicken, we'll sit in my bed, watch Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Yeah. I just like <laughs> literally, I must have played it 45 so times good. over and over. She's like, girl to girl, you'll sleep in my bed. And she looks at her and she says, watch Ghost Hunters. Andy Sandler. It, it was Andy <laughs> it, from NSL. NSL. From Andy ESL. Sandler. From ASL. It's so good. And, Van- and Vanderpump, I feel like, has just been on that same level this season. Like, yes. I, Whitney and I were talking. Uh, privately, <laughs> privately, we were saying like I, th- we were worried that the housewives and all these shows were kind of like past their expiration day, right? But then Vanderpump Rules came along, and it was so good this season. New York's been so good. Potomac's been really good. I love Potomac. Right I now. see. I don't watch Potomac. I, I would say get on board. People see, told but me. But if to I get, get on, on board, board, then it's like honestly, then it's like all I do is spend my week watching Housewives. What else and, is there to do? Scott? Well, what else is there to do is like I don't know, like look into the mirror and say you're worthy as a person, <laughs> as opposed to just like I'm not worthy. All these I'm not. I'm only worthy of watching these shows, and that's all I want to do. It's true. And you know what? Watching them is like looking in a mirror. It's you know sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it is, especially it is. Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, Vanderpump's Rules is so good. And I remember you had your Tom Schwartz days back in the day. What I had my Tom Schwartz day. What does that mean? Like when we used to hang out. Yeah, you'd get blacked out and make out. People. Oh, we're gonna talk about his blackout. Yeah, I did. I did have my blackout days. <laughs> They're long gone, but I we did like a bonus episode of the show where I talked. I I did blackout recently for the first time probably since years ago. Sounds fun. And it was at Countess and Friends. It was Luann's like cabaret show. Yes, I my my friend and Dylan went to it. I never. Yeah, I was with Dylan. We. Yeah, oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but so I never. I hadn't gotten that drunk in so long since like the old days when we used to go out. 
But, like, you had to. I had to. Like, I had no I, choice. Well, he was saying, like, he said Shoshana Bean was there. Like, yeah. how'd, she, how'd she get her as a guest star? It made no sense. It makes None no sense, sense, but I would have bought tickets had I known Shoshana yeah. Bean. I mean, I love you, Countess, but I don't need to hear, like, <laughs> money can buy you. She was, like, it was uh, rough. But Whitney and I went, and we kept getting drinks, and people, we went to pump afterwards, and people were buying us drinks. Of course. And we saw half the cast of Vanderpump Rules there, like, the D-list cast, you know, like, the Billy Lee's. Oh, I love like Billy the, Lee, like the Logans. Billy Lee's not D-list. I love Billy Lee. I we want love more Billy of her. So, okay, so I want to get in, Let's get Less. into the Vanderpump Rules episode. So we start off with Sheena storming off, talking about that this was rougher than her divorce. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she, like, can barely show, like, crying face. Like, tears are coming out. It's like, what happened to your face? What do you, ma- what do you make of Sheena? So she's been so embarrassing this season. And I maintain that she makes great reality TV, and I like watching it. But she's starting to... Even for me, who I give like a lot of allowances to these people, I feel like even her, with me, I'm starting to feel like she's going past her breaking point. Well, that's just it. It's like her in the earlier seasons, it was like she was the center storyline. She had her marriage. She had her wedding. She had all of this. And it's sort of like with her divorce, she's kind of fallen out. She's kind of fallen off and everybody else is taking center stage. And so she's like, okay. And that's why she spent this season just Rob can hang in TV in seven minutes. Seven it's minutes. It's like, oh my God, you guys should have seen him. He was in like a handy belt and had a hammer <laughs> in his hand. They're like, what was he doing? He was like, oh, just holding the hammer. It's like he wasn't doing anything. She just needed to talk about everything perfect. And she hated when Katie was becoming back, uh, back to becoming friends with Stassi and Kristen, mm-hmm. like everything. She was wasn't becoming central focus anymore. She wasn't the hot shit anymore. And on the reunion, you could see her getting mad at the other girls. Like when they would have a moment, the editors would cut back to her face. She's furious. The editor, <laughs> honestly, the editors like we need to Emmy start a campaign they. for Emmy. Where they, they're everything. Where yeah. it's like so best good. editing. Just every time it cuts to her, and it's just like kind of an eye roll. It's like oh, she looks pissed, but it's just her face is frozen. And so she stormed off, and then she came back, and Andy was like, "Are you okay?" And she said, "No, but I'm a professional." But I'm a professional, <laughs> and it's like I wish she would have been like professional what like professional what just showing that you're okay (laughs) you're really good at that because you have been miserable for years she never believed it oh my god sheena shay wow is she still a sheena shay or was her name something else you know know. actually i spent many seasons thinking shay was his first name it was shay shay isn't it (laughs) wait shut the fuck up no it's it's a mike shay mike shay well i call him super fans i miss him you know who was honestly he's my type wait scott you know i think he's so is he really is that so weird you know who else is a fan of the show, a big fan of the show? Yeah. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> oh my God. That's what we like, learned that's tonight. That's what we learned tonight. We learned tonight that Martin Scorsese is a huge fan of a Rules fan. And like that Lala's, Lala's what, us. like rubbing elbows with oh Martin Scorsese? What God. do you make of that? Like, do you think what she do is. What do I make of that? I think she needs to tone down her eye makeup. Yeah. If she's going to be hanging out with Scar- Scarton Martin Scorsese. Scarton Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Let's put the skinny girl away. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even drank that much. What? I just have a bruised um, tongue. I <laughs> I agree that like Lala's so beautiful, but I do I wish they toned it down. I wish I, she toned when it down. When she came out, like but what, she's what was the episode where I think it was the episode where she had just gotten a spray tan. I think they were getting Billy Lee ready for her date. She had like mm-hmm. no lashes, no makeup, no nothing. And they're like, oh, you got a spray tan. Her hair was up. I was like, she looks great there. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> for some reason, I always picture, I'm like, if I woke up next to a girl like that, even like, I would You're never. If I did that, I'd be like, oh my God, I need help. That Something's wrong. Um, but <laughs> she looks great. Yeah. Like she doesn't need all yeah. that. And then she puts like, I, and she looks good with makeup too. She just, just looks better she can, without. She yeah. looks better without it. She yeah. can tone it down, and she'd still be hot. They all do look really good, though. I was saying while we were watching, I think they all look beautiful. Kristen is my favorite looks wise at the reunion, and we all know that I love Kristen. Yes, and we discussed looks wise at the reunion. Kristen, 
Kristen has has come into her look, I think, mm-hmm. a little more. I just think there was so many You're saying seasons. that now, but you said something about her boobs being... <laughs> okay, well, the only thing is with the dress. Is, well, what I said was, I was like, I don't... Her boobs? Wow. Okay. Get, we're going for like it. Kristen, I think you're right, but we're going we're gonna to say it right now. Um, no, it's just with the dress. It's like, I think... And this is coming from me. Maybe it's that I have torso envy. I have a super short torso. Mm-hmm. Like, my legs come up to like my jaw. Mm-hmm. Like, my torso is really tiny. Her torso is so long that with that dress, her boobs are like super perky but they're just perky from like midway down her torso sure so like they're like i don't need a bra it's like also but they start like like around your belly button but they're not saggy yeah they're perky they're just low so she's like all collarbone i get that you know what i get that i disagree but i get that well listen to me like judging someone flawless cut to to later everybody commenting on every picture like shut up you short torso loser (laughs) i love i love kristen i'm really worried that they're phasing her out that's what I, I don't feel I, like they they are. I, if they were phasing her out, like they easily could have done it. I feel like yeah. Lisa didn't like her. Andy didn't even like her. They need to keep her around. Yeah. She stood up and threw a drink on James, where you saw on her face, like I'm gonna do it. I've been mm-hmm. planning to throw this drink all night. I'm gonna do it, even though people are whispering, "Hey, Kristen, maybe don't throw yeah. a drink." Like so suggesting she needed her moment, and she did it. And everybody's just like, "What?" And you saw on her face, she's like, "Yes." She waited I to find that. It. She waited to find her key light. And yeah, then she exactly. Threw it. She's mm-hmm. like, "Wait, was that mean enough? Can I do it now? Quick, do it." <laughs> now, Scott, I have to bring up something that Uh-oh. was shocking. We were watching it, and we our jaws. The air left the room. Yeah, I mean, we were literally in tears. <laughs> No, we weren't really in <laughs> But I'm talking about James's sugar daddy. Oh, okay. Whitney Little, just, Whitney we weren't in tears. We had to like pause and discuss for a sec. Yeah, because what was that? that okay, so we got this random scene where James's sugar daddy came on camera, who we haven't seen at all. Like I could I hope I don't think I'm wrong. Like we all have been watching all season. Well, that's and none what of I'm us saying. remember us. I think there was like that. a solid a couple seconds where it was like do I do I say I'm surprised? Am I not a super fan? How do I not know what's no, going on? No, but we all kind of like looked. We judged the room. We like looked around and we were like, "Oh, wait a minute." We've General never seen consensus. This man. And then we let out our shock. That, <laughs> but we all held our breath. Like yeah. we clutched our pearls. We held our breath and we were like, "Do we know this man? We don't know him. We saw grainy footage. Why of don't him. we know him? I don't know. Like I need to know him. I want more. Like you mentioned, you he said, walked out I, carrying that dog, <laughs> and he had like seven gold, big gold chains that tight. Tight blouse, that tight black blouse. You said we need a spinoff. And he said, I have a dinner tonight. Can you make it? And James said no. And he was just like, he looked upset. He looked like, well, then how are you going to pay your rent this month, sweetie? Yes, yes. What would their spinoff, you said they should have a spinoff. What would their spinoff name be? Daddy? Oh, my God. Like, 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 instead of Lucy, I'm home. It's Daddy, I'm home. Daddy, I'm home. Yeah. You have some explaining to do. Wow. I mean, that, it was shocking. I, we've never seen this man before. And no, like, now I can't stop thinking r- about it. <laughs> he's paying his rent. No, but we also said we were like, what do you when think, there was. What, what do you think Martin Scorsese thought when he saw this tonight? Mar- <laughs> Martin Scorsese just got six script ideas. Like, <laughs> no, but like we saw him and it was just sort of like, I mean, we were shocked, but it was just like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, if yeah, I was casting sense. the part of James's living landlord. sugar daddy, like <laughs> land landlord, some land whore, something, I was like, that is the guy. Yeah. And it's like you came in costume, sir. Like, yeah. thank you for wearing all those necklaces and those acid wash waist high jeans. I mean, it was shocking. And then Whitney had actually mentioned that it he, her his life mirrors Jax's life because you remember a couple seasons ago we saw Jax's that guy that was paying for Jax to live in Miami, Florida <laughs> back in the day. Remember when he was a model? Oh yes. And we met that guy, and they could have been so Jax's landlord. We'll call him landlord. Jax's landlord and James's landlord 
Or we're two peas in a pod. Well, wasn't he Jax's boss? Was yeah, there something? Or he was like a model. Like a, like an, <laughs> an agent? An agent. agent. I, don't, was, I, I feel like Jax's agent and James's landlord will say they definitely hooked up in 19, well, she 1992. We had the whisper. Yeah. Like the, they were at the dinner. They were talking about it. Jax said, we never made out. And like the, they're mic'd. So like they, nothing yeah. can get away. Oh, yeah. The whisper. And the whisper the was like, mm-hmm. yeah, we did. Or like whatever it was. It was like, you remember that time. Definitely there was a moment in 1992. Which is fine. No judgment. Yeah. You can experiment, whatever. But like you can't experiment more than 10 times and have your rent paid. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I mean, it was it was shocking, but so James's life definitely mirrors Jack's. He's like a young Jack. He totally really is. It's I mean, it's it's. Let's something. hope the DJing pans out more than the modeling. Does. So then we talk a little bit about Katie and Lala making up, and Sheena was very upset about this. Yes, she did not like. She tried it. to keep getting the jabs in. She's like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sheena. They were so rude to Sheena, the editors, and I loved it. Uh, then we get to Tom not remembering. <laughs> Tom not remembering. Okay, Tom which not is, remembering. That's a thing. Which it's like. Enough, all right. Tom, you need to remember. Well, but here's the thing. Tom, nobody, we're not going to be the ones that are going to make Tom remember. If his yeah. wife is okay with him blacking out and waking up at different resorts, guess what? Oh, sorry, Bubba. Sorry, BB. Like, I don't remember. Yeah. I'll get blacked out the rest of my Bubba. life. I'll stay sober and wake up yeah. at another resort with somebody else and be like, ooh, I don't remember. <laughs> Dump vodka on me and say, sorry, I drank too much. <laughs> I wrote in my notes. Don't that- listen, any future boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote in my notes that Tom should cut back, which is like the understatement, oh, God. understatement of the century. Not like, his bangs, because his hair is perfect, oh, his hair is but flawless. just on. Well, they they, they show that they showed that little uh, montage, that compilation. It was like mm-hmm. he likes shots, and he's going ba 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 ba, like dumping like and the penis shots. things were like knocking the, him in the face. Yeah, that looked. We've like all been there party. before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. I don't remember it. It's been yeah, <laughs> but Tom should definitely cut back, and I don't like this like thing where we're we keep excusing his things. And you mentioned that when he went off, they were in Mexico, was yeah. it? And he went off to that hotel, and he woke up, and no one was with him. I mean, something must have happened, right? There's well, here's the thing: what what happened is he woke up at another fucking resort, and I often, nobody is really worried about okay. that. Yeah. So if you wake up at another resort and you still are getting excused by your wife, like they're not even dating anymore, they're married at this point, and how do you? How does that happen? How does okay, that happen? I'm gonna stop you for a second, Scott. Let's say you're married. Oh God! I know you're not married. Farfetched. Shut up! Shut up! You'll be married. I don't want to. Would you? You don't want to be married? Okay, we'll get, we'll talk about that later. And we'll do a bonus episode. Go to Patreon. Oh, shit. Patreon.com slash everything iconic. My, my issues. <laughs> but anyway, fair. so would you be mad if, let's say, your significant other, your husband, <clears throat> kisses someone else in a night of a blackout? Do you forgive them the way Katie forgive him? Forgave him? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Initial response, like my first thought, is yes, because if I'm if I'm married and if I've gotten to that point of marrying someone, that means I do love them. I mean, I'd be fucking pissed, but like, I wonder if I would. I don't know how I would handle it, but I, actually, I'd be so mad. But it would be something in my brain that like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be capable of doing that if I was in a blackout. It depends, like, who it was. Like, was it like something super sexual? Was it like a random other girl or something? And if that's the case, if you're married, and like, why not make it instead of making it such a big deal, make it something where you keep score. If you did it, it's like, cool, we're going out tonight and I get to pick someone to make out with them and you watch me and you I can't like say that. anything about it. Like and then that. we're even. That's how I'll forgive you. Interesting. Because if you get to do it, I don't care if you're blacked out, you did it. Yeah. You did it. I, I could be mad. But you're going to watch me kiss somebody else. I always say there's certain people that like I wouldn't even feel bad about. Like I'm Matt and I are engaged and like I don't, there's certain men, like Chris Hemsworth, I would not feel at all bad 
if I hooked up with them and wait, you there. wouldn't feel bad if you hooked up with them. Yeah, like I wouldn't That's feel a, guilty at all. Oh, you wouldn't feel guilty. I mean, yeah, I yeah. you were like, I wouldn't be mad at myself. No, I'd love it if I cheated <laughs> on my husband. I'd love it. Like if he sat on my face and we we would keep going, the relationship would be fine. I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah, if you sat on your face, you might die. Those thighs are. Oh, you wait. Have you you've met Chris Hemsworth too? Because your brother, you were like your brother. You've had your face smothered. <laughs> your brother's an Avenger. Yes, and you've so you've obviously met Chris Hemsworth. Um, yeah, does he look stunning? I've in met person? all of them. Of course he does. It's the funniest thing. Like when whenever people say I look like somebody, and like if it, if they're like, oh, his brother's a superhero, or whatever. It's always I always get a Hemsworth before I get an Evans. Really, I get a Hemsworth and a Pine before the I get Hemsworth Evans. are all sexy. They're all named Chris, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris. Yeah. Pine, Chris Hemsworth. Chris. I want to ask you. I was going to ask you this later, but Mary Fuck Hill. Um, oh, Jesus not your Christ. brother. <laughs> not your brother, but the other Chris's. So Chris Pratt, Chris oh God. Uh, uh, Hemsworth, and Chris. What's the other one? Pine. Pine. I feel like there's. And then wait, I'll one. do it first. <laughs> yeah, because I want to. Okay, so marry Chris. I would marry Chris Hemsworth because I'd want him to sit on my face every night. Then, well, that's kind of it's cheating. I if know, you, well. you got, if you pick Mary, it has to be. There's no sex in the marriage. Oh, so that's sex a, sex that's sex. what makes fuck the okay, most so important then one. Chris, it's gotta be Pine. Otherwise, you get to fuck two things. So I'd I'd pick Chris Pine to marry to marry, and then I'd fuck Chris Evan or Chris um, Hemsworth. Wow, Not Pretty Hemsworth. <laughs> and then like then I fuck Chris Evans. Oh Pratt, yeah, I'm I'm over Chris Pratt. I you know I'm over him. I would fuck Chris Pratt. Because I hear he's a Republican Trump, so I don't mm. want to put him in a little pain. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he's that's why I'm over him. The hottest, because I like weird looking people. Interesting. Um, he's not weird. Mary of the three. Yeah, of the three. Um, I guess. Oh my God, this is gonna be out there. Um, and of the God, Mary. I guess I'd marry Hemsworth just because I want to hear that accent forever. Mm. Yeah. And I just feel like he'd be, he's like Rob and Sheena. And I was like, I put that TV up on the wall, Chris Hemsworth, in seven minutes <laughs> and carry that hammer. Thank you. Okay, this will be quite a transition. Is okay. Lala a feminist? <laughs> uh, she claimed tonight she's not, thank God. Because, listen, it, are people feminists? I, oh God, without divulging too much information, I've been, I've spent some time with some people recently. And Ooh, whenever they, no, no, no. Jennifer um, Love Hewitt? No, no, no. Oh, I wish. No, but like whenever people say like they're a feminist, whatever, and then you just catch them bad mouthing other like women celebrities or whatever, and they're like, I am all about like women power. And they're like, oh God, do you see that person's act? Like they, they're such shit. It's like, it's not a, that's not a feminist. Yeah. It's not a feminist. You need to be in support of everything. Yeah. And I think very few women out there are feminists. I, I think it's tough. I, I think they're all like women power, but like, come on, everybody's got to bad mouth each other at some point. Yeah. So like the definition of a feminist, I don't think Lala is at all. Yeah. She was doing a lot of feminist work this season, but I agree. She was doing a lot of like work on her knees. I don't know about feminist work. Oh my God. She we... said it herself. Oh God, She's Scott, trying to spread her legs. You need to get out. This she is a family she, show. She said it herself. Scott, this is a family show. She goes, I'm ready to spread my legs and take uh, my kids, career. Mothers, cover your kids' ears. No, teach them <laughs> about feminism. No, teach them about the real feminism, there's mom. There's no kids listening, but... There I w- maybe there is. Yeah. Oh, oh now they okay. know how to be a feminist. Um, okay. So then we get to Andy, who's asking Tom if his dick works. Right. Like uh, we flash back to like Tom's dick not working. You know? I mean, when he's in the car, he's like, "My dick works fine." And he looks yeah. like so upset. I feel bad though that like we're two seasons into asking about Tom's dick, and it's like, 
it's I think tough. Katie's like five years into asking about Tom Dick. Yes. Tom Dick. She's I like, know. where is it? <laughs> He's like, you'll, also, you'll see it one day. We also heard Katie's Skylight story, which always makes Katie more likable. Oh, it's so sad. And it also, I was watching Sheena, and I felt like Sheena was watching Katie talk about her Skylight fall and thinking, like, how can I plan my own Skylight Sheena was fall, looking right? up at the Sheena was looking up at the roof. She's like, yeah. does, does Sir have Skylight? She's like, are we and on the second Do we have roof floor? access? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can I get cameras to follow me? Like, for real. Yes. She's like, you guys, I'm going to take a quick smoke break. They're like, you don't smoke. She's like, I'm going to take a roof break. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, Scott, that was the episode. We're going to talk more in the after show. I want to ask you some, like, general questions about Vanderpump Rules. Okay. But for the main, for what we got now, I have to do something with you. That I'm so scared. That's very important. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> Buy me dinner first. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I had Nikki Blonsky on the show. Oh, no. Queen Nikki Blonsky. Oh, no. And I did a lightning round with her. No, no. And some people said it was... <laughs> Tough, I'd say. Like that's what people will say. Like the, maybe oh that's not the adjective they use, but it was similar to that. It was like a more severe version of tough. Oh my god! And so then Nikki. I did a bonus episode last week where I had Jackie Schimmel on from the Bitch Bible, and I did the lightning round that I had planned for Nikki Blonsky. I did it with Jackie Schimmel again because I wanted to get a more clear version of it. Unfortunately, we had some audio issues. You know, we ran into some audio issues. So Jackie's version was on a bonus episode, and there were some audio issues. So, you know what? We're going for round three. We're going for round three. So, this is going to be like some quick lightning round questions. These were meant, again. I'm scared. These were all meant for. Wait, what if I. Okay. They're meant for Nikki Blonsky. No, you cannot. You have to put yourself in her shoes. You have to pretend you're her. Okay. Okay. So, they were meant for her. You ready? Okay. Yes. Favorite John Travolta movie? Um, Michael, is that a, or no, that's a movie? Pheno- no, pheno- phenomenon. Phenomenon. Is that, what a, is that weird? a terrible favorite it is movie. Such, okay, back to Michael. Can I say Not Michael? Greece? I like Michael. Not Greece. Yeah. Whitney's choosing Michael. Something about Michael really did it for me, and I think it had a lot to do with Andy McDowell. I like live sure. for Andy McDowell. Like sure. my ex girlfriend in high school had curly hair. Like curly hair is fucking. It. She's like your Bonnie Hunt. My Bonnie Hunt. No, Bonnie Hunt is my Bonnie oh, Hunt. Okay, okay. Oh my god, no, 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 no. Well, no. Yeah, I Bonnie Hunt is Helen Hunt is my <gasps> Helen Hunt is my number one. I you, love any Hunt. A Holly Hunter. I think we've Helen had Hunt, Helen Bonnie Hunt, Hunt, Bonnie Hunt. I like Nancy Travis. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not a Hunt. But okay, like she's guys, in that category. This is I feel like. This is oh, sorry, we're going okay, back. so Clueless or Mean Girls? Mean Girls. Are you a Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, or Charlotte? Jesus Christ. I am a Samantha. Everybody deal with yeah. it. And everybody always wants to be like, oh, I'm the Samantha. You can be Carrie. I'm like, I'm not Carrie. And they're like, you don't want to be? I'm like, no, you're going to try to make me anybody else. Yeah. I think I'm Steve. I'm, <laughs> Actually, I want to fuck Steve. I'm um, Miranda's uh, like in-law. Are you? <laughs> in-law. Yeah. Her drunk uh, in-law? The mom, like, the mom. Yeah, I'm the one that like wanders <laughs> off. And then she has to go find. You know, she wanders off. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going there. So it's like tricky. I'm headed there. Hills or Laguna Beach? Hills. Big or Aiden? I didn't watch Sex and the City. Get out of here. You're, it's a wrap I on know. Scott. I, I like my- <laughs> That's a wrap. I've watched some episodes. I've watched the important ones. My sister showed me. I watched How the post episode. Why don't, why don't you watch because it? Because I can't handle Christian Davis. Is, the, is oh, this going to be out this there? This is disgusting. No, don't cut it, Whitney. <laughs> Expose her. Oh, sir. No, but we love, we're fans of Kristen Davis. Um, but I do know Big or Aiden, and I would choose Big. <laughs> okay. Karen or Ivy, did you watch Smash? Uh, I 100% watched Smash, and it's Karen. Okay. Uh, favorite memory. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, is that all we're doing? Favorite Smash? memory <laughs> of working with Amanda Bynes. Again, these were meant for Nikki Bynes. Oh, my God. Favorite memory of working with Amanda Bynes? Did you ever work is, with is predicting, No, is predicting her 5150 four years ahead of time? Favorite Mariah Carey song. We're skipping past that. Uh, always be my baby. Oh, good one. Um, what's it like to make out with Zach Efron? 
Um, Jesus Christ, I wish. Uh, I got favorite a Zach Michelle Efron Pfeiffer story. Movie. I can't answer. <gasps> oh, whoa. No, 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 no. Wait, I Excuse me, favorite Michelle Pfeiffer movie? Wait, did you fuck Zach Efron? You're right. He wishes. Did he sit on your face? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> definitely wouldn't suffocate me, though. I got a big head. Oh, my gosh. Okay, favorite Michelle Pfeiffer movie? Uh, what Lies Beneath? Favorite Roni cast member? Uh... Honestly, I was uh, my first answer was about to be Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin. Who should Reminds they bring back mother. to Housewives of Beverly Hills? Housewives of Beverly Hills? Uh, Gina? Would you ever? Was she OC? No, she wasn't. She was OC. She was OC. Wow, super fan. I Gina, take, we'll say Take Gina. my badge away. Maybe, you know, they, maybe bring Gina, Gina to on, Beverly Hills. Gina get on needs in a job. there. Head on in. Rotten Hill. <laughs> Jax, Rotten Hill. I, I didn't say that. I should have said that while we were talking about Vanderbilt. Rotten Hill, Jax. Rotten Hill. Britney's quote of the season. Okay. um, uh, Britney or Christina? Uh, Fuck. Britney. No, Christina. No, you said Britney. No, Christina. Jessica or Ashley Simpson? Ooh, I'm Ashley. Favorite Mandy Moore song? Candy. Favorite Lindsay Lohan movie? Paratrap. Sexiest Man Alive. If you were voting for people. Stanley Tucci? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a great choice. Fuck. He's going to hear this. Justice for Blast. Sexiest. Oh, I already asked you that. Favorite drag queen ever? Um, Bianca Del Rio. Tyra Banks or Faith Hill? I don't know why I wrote this for Nikki. Tyra Blonsky. Banks. Okay. <laughs> Just like, why was I asking Nikki Blonsky well, like, that? Why, why would she know that? I don't know. Maybe you were going through her tweets. And I mean, it's said, a good like, question. Oh, I love Tyra Banks and Faith Hill. I think it's a great question. I'm going to ask, uh, Whitney, remind me to ask that to everyone. Favorite <laughs> Destiny's Child song? Uh, Survivor. Favorite song you performed in Hairspray? Oh my God, that's really funny. Do you know I made it really far in Hairspray Editions back in the day? <gasps> for um, what? For Link back when I was like 19. Oh my that God. That really panned out. Um, for Zach it, it takes two, yeah. Wow. No, not for the movie, for Broadway. <gasps> back when I wow. was doing that kind of shit. Wow. Wow. Didn't so was that your favorite song? Yeah. It takes two. Uh, what's but ne- Lady's Choice from the movie, because that oh, yeah. sounds great. Ladies it's on the, it's on the musical. What's, your, what's next for Nikki Blonsky? <laughs> oh my God, I don't know, but I can't fucking wait. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, thank you. I love you so much. I love you. And we're going to talk a little bit more, so you're going to stick around. Okay. You guys, Scotty Evans is not the only guest we have today. Okay. <laughs> There's another special guest, which I teased at the beginning of the show, and you guys all know how much I love Gallery Girls, the one-season Bravo wonder. Well, we have an interview with Angela from Gallery Girls, and we're going to find out what all those girls are up to, and I wish they would bring it back. So, Whitney, let's cut to the Gallery Girls now. Leave this in. leave this this part in okay i love you guys all for listening thank you so much i'm gonna leave you here please find us on social media rate and review this on itunes if you get a chance find scott scott where can people find you on social media oh oh shit uh instagram is at scott evans graham and twitter is at do you not know uh the scott evans maybe well just search him (laughs) i guess i have very few followers on twitter i don't do twitter thank you. you okay thank you all for listening i love you bye Hello. Hi, Angela. Can you hear me? Yes, I could hear you. Hi, it's Danny Pellegrino. How are you? I'm good. You're so punctual. <laughs> I try. <laughs> you know, I'm obsessed with Gallery Girls. Like, I thought it was an amazing show, gone too soon. <laughs> and uh, I'm just curious, what have you been up to since the show? Um, you know, time has really bridled me. I am just like the most boring person in the world. I'm not like the boy crazy kind of like bechamel flinging girl I once was. Um, I kind of partially live upstate now. I'm in Rhinebeck right now looking at the water and it's very soothing. Um, I'm still doing photography. Okay. So shooting a lot and that's actually mostly like my main income. Um, 
And I do a little bit of modeling. I don't know how, like I still do that, but uh, there's a good reason why (laughs) I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, but I think a lot of brands like the fact that I'm a photographer, they don't remember gallery girls. Thankfully, I think I've reinvented myself. (laughs) So, uh, they don't recall that part. And yeah, living the quiet life. I got a great boyfriend. Um, yeah, that's sweet. I'm 30 now. (laughs) Well, I think we're around the same age. I'm 32. Uh huh. Um, Yeah. And I recognize so many friends in your show. Like I remember uh, watching Gallery Girls. It's like I knew those girls. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know. Right. Oh, you mean like the archetype? Yes, exactly. Like I knew those type of girls, and I loved it. And which ones did you kind of identify with the most? Oh God. Well. I mean, Chantal, I think, was just such a character. <laughs> I think um, I was watching. Such I've a been, caricature, yeah. I've been rewatching this weekend, and, uh, you know, when she talks about not wanting Oregon wine, <laughs> it's just, <sighs> it's just <laughs> so good. It's just so good. And I think. It is. She's still like that. Well, I'm a very so, close friend of her, yes. Oh and God. she's, like, obsessed with natural wines now and, like, gave me a whole lecture on it when she was upstate with me. Do you keep in touch with all of these girls? Um, only my real, well, my real friends in real life were Chantal and Claudia and yeah. they're not friends anymore, but I'm still, um, pretty close with Chantal who lives in Los Angeles, um, and still le- le- leads kind of like the bohemian life. Um, and Claudia kind of like is upstate kind of too, but, um, Wait, Angela, I see every once in a while. What happened between the two of them? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was really explored on the show. I, you probably seen yeah. the show more than I have. I could barely watch it, but, um. So but that I, ended their relationship, that show. It, I think it did. I think, yeah. you, like, being in business with friends is hard, mm-hmm. um, off camera, on camera, and, um, you know, maybe probably financial issues or mm-hmm. – I don't really recall, but I'm sure it's, like, also the stress of the filming really, yeah. like, yeah, it was hard for them. What do you think went wrong? Like, why didn't we get a second season? Oh, I'm curious to hear your your POV. Um, uh. I don't – I don't know. Maybe because we weren't likable. There's, I, I really don't know. Yeah, um, you know, it's weird because I think the show is so great. And I think what it wasn't was boring. Like, I don't think we got boring at all from you guys. <laughs> and I think, um, you know, it was just maybe at a different time at Bravo. I don't know if they just had a different, you know, ownership or something. But I think uh-huh. you guys should have gotten a second season and then... Oh, thank you. You know, uh, explored everyone because it was like they did sort of play up the unlikability in the first season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Um, first and only season. Yeah. You really do come across the best on the show. I mean, thank you. I've heard that. (laughs) I I imagine it being very hard, especially for Chantal and Claudia, because they come across the difference between. Me, me and them is that I grew up obsessed with Real Housewives of Orange County as I am from Orange County. So like that, my conception of like reality TV is so different from theirs. They were kind of above reality TV. Whereas like, I was so happy to like be like a Tamra or, um, you know, like a Vicky, like I was obsessed with that show. And so I think it it was me always trying to mimic Real Housewives Mm, and like kind of, yeah, and like kind of realizing how silly it was, but they, I think they took it really, really seriously. Yeah. So I just really had no shame. Would you ever do a Housewives? Like if they asked you to be on Orange County or New York or something, <laughs> would you ever do it? <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm not a housewife. But if I ever did get married, yeah, I, I would totally do it. Um, your Gallery Girls, though, was very Housewives esque. It was just like a lower, a younger 
Housewives. Yeah, it was like very formulaic. And the, yeah, they like copied and pasted. So um, did the yeah. girls know? Uh, you said Chantal and Claudia didn't really know what they were getting into. Did the other girls know? I think some people are more self-aware, like um, yeah. or or, or cognizant of like the um, uh, structure. Like Liz, I think she knew. I think she was on Millionaire Matchmaker uh. like before. Um, but the other girls were kind of like somewhat naive in a good way, you know, like really thought this was a show that was going to give them a fair shot and really kind of explain who they were like the like Carrie and Maggie and those girls. I don't know. I can't speak for them, but for me, yeah. I kind of like expected that I was going to come off like horribly. Yeah. Um, so I kind of braced myself for that, but it was it's still hard yeah. to watch yourself. I want to ask you, would you ever do, let's say they they wanted to do a reboot. I'm I'm starting this grassroots <laughs> movement for a reboot. <laughs> I love it. And let's say they were like, oh, we need you, Angela, we want you to come on, and then we're going to bring in new girls, and you'll kind of be their mentor. Would you ever do something like that? <laughs> oh, totally, yeah. I think I'd love that. That'd be great. Well, Angela, thank you so much for chatting with me. I Was there anything else like that we would be surprised to know about the show? Um... I, I, there was a line that I said that I stole from Barney's and that was, that's not the case. I had never stolen from Barney's uh, or shoplifted from Barney's. You were just being, you were just adding to I was the, just being silly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I just want to, that for the record. Yeah. I've yeah. never shoplifted from Barney's. We cleared that up. <laughs> Angela, thank you so much. This was a delight for me. I love Gallery Girls and I still, so I'm rewatching it and I still, I wanted oh. to finish it before I talked to you, but I still have two episodes left, but. Um, I'm going to rewatch it too. You really I'm gonna go should. watch it. Yeah. I'm go find even, it on iTunes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It is good. It is really good. And we, sh- it, it was gone too soon. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad to hear. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. And where can people find you on social media? My Instagram is at famgela, P-H-A-M-G-E-L-A. All right. Thank you so much, Angela. Yes. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, Danny. Bye. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.